to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Double Dragon 2 The Revenge for the NES. Double Dragon 2 The Revenge was produced by Technos and published by Technos in Japan in December of 1989. It was published by Acclaim in the United States and PAL territories in January of 1990, but is based on the arcade game of the same name that was released in 1988. Mm, I never saw this in the arcade. Nor did I. In fact, I don't really remember seeing any Double Dragons in the arcade. I remember the first one, but this one, yeah, I thought it was a straight-to-NES game. Crazy. Now, this game was directed not by the same director of the arcade game, but by Hiroyuki Sekimoto, who was co-director of River City Ransom. Mm, okay. Which I think you can feel a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Now, one of the biggest changes to this game from the arcade version is the final boss. In the arcade version, it was a gun-toting gang member. Oh, like Machine Gun Willie? Mm-hmm. It was Machine Gun Willie. Oh, okay, cool. But, you know, obviously this one is a little different. Apparently the game was very successful. It sold over 1 million copies within a few months of its release in the United States. Wow, well, Double Dragon was one of the big franchises back in the day. Yes, it was. And on a personal note, Double Dragon 2 is a Chinese restaurant near my dad's house. Oh, sweet. I've never seen Double Dragon 1, the restaurant, but it is literally (laughs) named that with the Roman numerals. No kidding. That's awesome. I'll look it up on Google, and you'll know where my dad lives, so... Dun, dun. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Double Dragon 2? The Revenge. Well, it is a side-scrolling, uh, I mean, it's a Double Dragon, so it's a, you know, it's a beat-em-up, but, uh, you know, it, it's a little different because it varies between the, the three-quarters view and sometimes you're just straight, flat 2D. Side-scrolling. Yeah. Which I don't like as much. Yeah. Um, but... In this game, you are Billy or Jimmy, yet again. Mm -hmm. The Double Dragons. Yes. Brothers. Bros till the end. And in this game, you can jump. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's It's a weird jump. You can either jump straight up or jump a fixed height and distance to the right or left. Yeah. And that is not a button press. It is a dual button press. That's right. It's the dreaded A-B combo. It is. Now, I find this one to be pretty responsive. You know, you can jump... Pretty much whenever you want. Yeah. But it's not a very well-defined jump. No, it's it's a weird... Uh, it it kind of has a weird feel to it because you can't jump as quickly like in a succession. Right. Because you always do your little crouch when you mm-hmm. land and stuff. And then, of course, since this is a brawler, you do have two main attacks being on the Nintendo with two buttons. You right. have a punch and a kick. Yeah, but it's a little different here because the, you know, your B button essentially always attacks left. You know, you'll punch in the front and kick. Your kicks are behind you, and they flip whenever you turn in a weird way that takes a little getting used to. Indeed. Now, I don't have a lot of experience with the Double Dragon series because I always thought they were too hard as a child and just whatever. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that in personal history. But sure. because of that, I feel like I wasn't really handicapped by this style, which apparently is only in the second one and the arcade games. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not bad, but... It's like you just have to remember. I don't know. Your your attacks don't. No, I, I got tripped up every once in a like, while. And for me, it's like 
having played a lot of fighting games, it's like it works against your instincts for a minute, you know. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you can get over it. I did. Now, as you said, you have a punch and a kick. But that's not all. This game has a pretty wide move list for only two buttons. It does, yeah. You can also do a jump kick. Press both buttons to jump, and then at any point in the air while pressing over to a direction, left or right, mm-hmm. uh, you press your other attack button and you will jump kick. And that's that's really useful. It's a strong attack, and it hurts, knocks down most enemies. Yeah, um, you'll use a lot. But my personal favorite in most double dragon games is the cyclone kick. Yeah, this is a big one. Uh, you... You hit both your uh, A and B button in the air. Um, it's mm-hmm. In the manual, it says at the height, at the top of your jump. Which I don't believe. I, I sat there for a good three minutes trying to achieve that. Yeah, there's just a rhythm to it that you'll figure out. For me, it was almost a, a double tap. Yeah. If yeah. you just do double tap, you almost always get it. That was pointed out to me by some of my play companions. I got uh, pretty good at, at doing this. Oh, agree. Pretty responsibly. Well, in fact, you know, not to pat myself on the back, but I was pretty confident in doing almost any of these moves, to be honest with you, by by at least halfway through the game. Yeah, yeah. Now, those are all of the attacks you can do from your standing position. The punch, the kick, the jump kick, and the cyclone kick. Right. But there's another mechanic to the fighting, which is a little different and takes a minute to get used to. And that's any time that you jump or jump kick or cyclone kick, when you land, you do a little bit of a kneel. For a moment. Yeah, you're slightly crouched. You know, you've got a frame of animation. You'll see it there. And then during this kneel, depending on what input you then press, then you can do another type of attack. Yeah, you can you can do the hyper uppercut, which is a strong uh, uppercut that'll send them flying up into the air. And that is just hitting your punch button, the direction towards them, correct? When you're getting up. Yeah, and you can also do, I mean... In the manual, they call it the high jump kick, but that is not what it is. It is clearly a knee, a oh, yeah. super knee attack when you're coming up. And that's what you hit, what, A and B? Or, yes. Yeah. And that is like the move. Yeah. Because that will launch dudes way off the screen, into pits, whatever you need. It's super strong as well. It was my go-to. Yeah, I found that I couldn't do it all the time, but anytime. These moves, you can also do them when you're standing up from being knocked down. Yes. So... A lot of times I was just sitting there spamming away those A and B. So as soon as I would get into that frame, it would. Now I did find with that knee, sometimes they could get an attack off right before I hit them. So I would still send them flying, but then I would be knocked backwards as well. Right. It's worth it. Totally worth it every time. And then there is another set of moves that, well, I guess it was a little controversial uh, in in the first game or second game because you do fight women. Oh, yeah. uh, there is a, a set where once you have started punching an enemy and then you press towards them, you will grab them by the hair. Yeah, you get the grab uh, sequence of moves. Yes, and then there's a whole set of moves you can do based off of that grab. Yeah, if you hit... Uh, and now this works on male and female opponents, not yeah, just the women. Equal opportunity, and uh, <laughs> you can hit, uh, I think, what do you, if you press... If you keep punching, what you will... Uh, knee them in yeah. the face over and over again. Those are known as noggin knockers Okay, in the manual. But if you hit kick, what you get a, a throw. Is that correct? Um, well, yeah, you have to hit back the direction away. Like Each of the directions will give you a different attack okay. once you've grabbed. So if you hit back, and I'm, I think it's the, your, your kick button, which would be behind you, but it'll throw them over your shoulder, which can be very useful, throwing off pits. Okay. Now, down and punch is a elbow. To the head? Yeah, which is uh, pretty cool looking. I uh, didn't use it that much, though. but I didn't either, to be honest with you. 
And something I almost never used is if you press up and kick, it does the upper kick, which I guess kicks them straight up. Into the sky. Yeah, I, I didn't know about it, but... I don't know when it would be that useful. I, I always yeah. want to kick people away, not up. <laughs> right, right, yeah. yeah. And I mean, of course, when you're punching people, you get a little combo where if you hit them three or four times, mm-hmm. then he'll end it with a little uppercut, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and the animations on all these moves are really good. I like them a lot. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, it wouldn't be a double dragon game without some weapons involved. Oh, yeah. And these aren't power-ups like in normal games that, you know, you find in boxes, crates, or whatever. They are carried into battle by the enemies you fight. Some of these, like with the chain or something, you'll see it. But, like, with the knives, they don't always appear until they throw it. You know what I mean? You might be surprised. but Correct. Well, since you mentioned it, let's start there with the knife, Nick. The knife is used to throw there's a thing the only only thing you can do with it you pick it up and then if you use your punch button you throw it yeah um it just moves straight forward does a pretty decent damage now one thing to note is with all of these weapons they only exist as long as the character that spawns them is alive yeah it nerfs a lot of yeah their utility where you're like well i can use it against these guys but you know i don't know what makes certain ones uh not as useful i don't like to use ones i swing with i just basically pick up ones i throw Right. Because I know that, whatever, it's going to be gone, whatever. Yeah, get it out of the way. Now, the knife is really quick, but it doesn't seem to do a lot of damage. Yeah, it's what you'd expect. Then next up, we have the chain whip, which is just a, a chain. Yeah, it's a... You a, swing it at people with the punch. Both of these, I think, were featured in the first Double Dragon. Mm-hmm. Again, a little stronger, but nothing to write home about. Next up is the pipe, possibly my favorite. The iron pipe, yeah. Yeah, you can uh, swing it at an enemy with a punch, but you can also throw it with a kick. And man, this thing is so much fun to throw. Yeah, it's got I, a very satisfying graphic and, and ping <laughs> when it hits them. You can throw, I think you can throw the chain as well if you hit the kick the button, kick, okay. I'm pretty sure. But either one of them are cool. Iron pipe's got a cool sound. But it also seems really quick, mm-hmm. and it does a lot of damage, so that's nice. Apparently it is more powerful when thrown than when... Swung. Okay. Now, we also have grenades. Which yeah. You throw them, and those are actually pretty nice because they explode on impact. And, um, yeah, they will, if they hit the floor, you know, eventually they'll start flashing and blow up by themselves. But, you know, I, I mostly just tried to stay away from them, throw them away. Yeah, now. Stay out of the way. <laughs> you cannot throw the grenade nearly as well as you can throw a knife or a pipe. For no, some reason. no. Yeah. You do a very short lob, and it's really not that far. Come on, Billy or Jimmy. Get it together. And then finally you have the dynamite, which really, it looks like dynamite, but it explodes like a Molotov cocktail. Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of weird. It's a little, little red strip. Uh, it'll start flashing before it blows up, but it's, it looks like it would be pretty strong because a big fire column mm-hmm. pillar comes out of it, but I, I didn't really notice it to be exceptionally deadly. No, it does knock you back, though, which is, which is the downside of that one. Especially in later levels. Well, most of the time, it's like, you don't even know these guys have it until you've knocked them down and then one falls. Yeah. So it's like, try to get two of them and knock them down so you get this little uh, dynamite in between you. And when they stand up, you get them, like, get that thing going. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, those are all the weapons you'll find. And hopefully you can use those to prolong your uh, adventures throughout this game. Because you do have health in this game. You don't have just uh, one-hit kills. You have a little health bar at the top of the screen. Yeah, you have eight health units. And different enemies, you know, their attacks do different amounts of damage to you. It's true. Um, but to, in general, they don't do a whole lot. Like, you can take a lot of punishment. Yeah, definitely. I was very surprised. But there is one way to die instantly in this game. The worst <laughs> way of all. Oh, yeah. And that is the pit death. The, the pits are back, baby. Well, not only are the pits back, but what really 
gets my goat is that <laughs> sometimes just the entire bottom of the level is a pit. You might not even know it. Right. Until you're accidentally pressed down and whoop. <laughs> and I did. That's in fact yeah. how I lost at least two of my men. It's it's rough. I mean, that's that's your main, you know, you only start with three lives and no continuous, so. <laughs> yeah, that's my other note. Now, how do you get more lives in this game? I don't know, man. I, I didn't see anything in the manual about extra lives for hip or, you know, score, I'm guessing, somewhere there's something. Yeah, because but... you do get a score, but, you know. I, I didn't notice my lives going up. I was just curious if maybe the score did that. Yeah, I didn't either. So I, I thought maybe maybe you'd have something there. I don't I don't think there is. But Well, sadly, I've got nothing for you. Now, if you do need a few extra lives, though, there is a little trick people have utilized. And that is if you play this game two players, you have the option to play it as cooperative or versus mode. Right, right. And if you play versus mode, you can just beat the crap out of the enemy and, or your second player. And if you do, you'll get their lives every time you kill them. Yeah, and I mean, even if you don't just do that if you're playing, like, and you know one guy's about to die, you have the other player kill him, so they get the life. Right. And then when they're about to die, you take it back. You know, like, you can trade that off. I remember that as a strategy. Oh, uh, yeah, we didn't think about that at all. Oh, but you have to have friendly fire on for that Yeah, door. yeah, so. Which is not good. No, nah, it's not worth it. <laughs> because one of the things that's awesome about this game is that when, it's, when you're playing the uh, cooperative mode, there is zero friendly fire. And I mean zero, which... Normally, there's like one thing that still hurts you, like if you throw a bad guy or if oh, an, right, right. items in the air, that'll still hurt in between characters. But in this game, no, nothing you do will hurt the other person. That's awesome. It is very, very nice. Now, you did say there were no continues normally in the game. Right. But there are a couple codes you can use to continue from different points in the game. Is that correct? Yes, sir. I used them. Uh, there's a different one from level for levels two and three, four and six, and then seven through nine. Yeah, so... It's, and they're all a bunch of weird button combos. They're all actually kind of similar to the Konami code. It's usually like an up, down, left, right, and then some BA stuff. But the thing is, is you have about five seconds to enter that code. Oh, it's really quick. Well, it goes to the game over screen, and you got to get that code in before it just reverts back to oh. your menu where you select one player okay. in difficulty. Because so, I screwed up the first time I tried to use it, and I didn't get it right. And I was like, oh... But if you do it right, then you'll get a little menu will show up, continue or retry. Well, that menu's there because uh, in the Japanese version, they just had continue. That's what I thought. I was like, that's why I was like, I don't even feel bad anymore. You, that's what, see what the rental's done, done to us? You know, it, as a people, it's really, it is some rough stuff. We do this to ourselves. Now, there is also a level select code you can put in at the start menu. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't play with it, though. But Yeah, so if you need that, that's there for you. And then there is a nice uh, breadth of Game Genie codes. Oh, that, sure. I bet, uh, we, yeah. uh, we almost used. And I was like, well, we'll check this out. Because there are ones that start you with uh, eight lives. Oh. But more importantly, there are three codes that I think would really, really make this game a lot better. Oh, yeah? And that is, don't die from a fall. Don't die oh, from yeah. water. And then okay. there's an invincibility if you need it. But the right fall ahead. and water deaths being taken off the table, I think really... There's, yeah quality of life issues right there <laughs> and then also there are different settings to be tackled in this game you not only can you choose you know one two player or versus but there are difficulty settings as well yeah the there's the easy I don't, i'm not sure what it's called is it novice or something or yeah i don't know where that i think that cuts you off after three or four levels mm -hmm. and then um the middle one 
that Goldilocks chose is uh, it cuts you off. You can play through the whole game. Yes, you can. Except for the last level, I think. Except for the final boss fight. Yeah. Because that's the one I played mistakenly. Uh, I figured, well, that, that'll get me there. I started with that one, and then I realized it and after I played it a bit, so I bumped it up to Supreme Master. Yeah. It's pretty tough. And Supreme Master is not only uh, harder, but... Um, there are more enemies in each of the difficulties, mm. and the enemies do more damage. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. So, but you also, spoiler alert, do get a better and fuller ending. Yeah, I'm curious to see the the medium ending because I didn't beat it on you know. Oh, there there was not much. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, Nick, this is acclaim taking over the publishing duties for a. Very popular franchise that has some pretty crazy controls. It does, yeah. Does the manual do a good job of reflecting these these changes? It does. It's a it's a pretty workman like manual, but uh, you know it is. It's a little beefy coming in at twenty one pages. Nice. You got some, you know, it's color. You get a lot of screenshots, but no art inside that bad boy. Hmm. Which is a shame because this game has an amazing box art. Yeah, I, I was really, I was kind of disappointed too. I was like, oh man, I was hoping for some more of that. But In fact, the box art is actually just a copy of the side art and the poster art from the arcade unit. Okay, yeah. It was so good that they just ran with it across the board. I can't blame them one bit. Um, this manual, you know, you do get uh, some story here. And, you know, it's interesting because this definitely spells it out because I don't remember this from the first Double Dragon, but they were like, this is a post-nuclear war scenario. Yeah, they mentioned that in the very beginning of the game. In the year 1990X. And uh, this is, a, you know, okay, so the Black Shadow Warriors are taking over the city. They never really say which one. And they start, and their first attack is at the Double Dragon Dojo, where they've gone through and beaten all the students and then gunned down Marion. And then they leave, and now you're going to get back at it, get re your revenge. So that's that's your story there. I'm surprised they didn't show them shooting her because, you know, the first Double Dragon, uh, to me, was always infamous because it shows the bad guys come up and slug your girlfriend Marion right in the gut and throw her over their shoulder and just walk off. It's pretty hardcore. Yeah, I guess then uh, they got some notes about that. So maybe <laughs> I not can't believe, one. yeah, they'd have to. <laughs> but this uh, manual does a great job of, you know, goes through all the moves we talked about okay. and all your weapons, how to do them. Uh, you get a little uh, mission preview for each of your different ones, and including the ninth one, it tells you. It's not like a secret that that last one's there, but and even and in the manual, I think it tells you you got to do it on Supreme Master. To, okay, at least that's not that's not hidden from you until you've beaten the game. Yeah, and really, that's about all you get. It's uh, it's effective, but nothing too special. So, Nick, what was your personal history with this game, Double Dragon? The Deuce. Um, I remember renting it um, as a youth. I played it some. I, I never beat it. I, um, I'm sure I rented it once or twice. I, I couldn't really wrap my head around the control scenario with the kicks and punches. As a kid, I remember hating it. But Right. Um, but other than that, you know, I remembered it fondly. Yeah. I apparently played this game at some point, although I don't remember renting it because I remember renting the first one and being turned off by how hard it was. Right. Yeah, same here. But apparently I did play this game because I have memories of many parts of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just don't know when. In fact, it turns out what I thought was things that was from Double Dragon 1 is all Double Dragon 2. Oh, okay. Because you can't even be two players in Double Dragon 1. That's true. Well, on the NES. Yeah. But uh, 
I yeah, I definitely got at least to like the fourth or fifth level. You know, I have memories of those helicopter areas. zones. Definitely the helicopter. Oh yeah, I, that stood out to me quite quite a lot. <laughs> then, what was your more recent experience with the game, Nick? Um, I only played this one player, but I did beat it, and I did it on Supreme Master, like kind of mentioned earlier. Um, now, how many times did you play to get to achieve that rank? Uh, four or five, I don't know. The first the first two times I wasn't on Supreme Master, and then I switched over, and I got pretty far, but, okay. you know, I was using the continue code, so the final one, my final play, I was like, I'm just keep going till, like, till you win. Gotcha. Well, as previously mentioned, I never played much Double Dragon, and I always thought it was really hard. In fact, full disclosure, we picked this one because we thought it was the easier of the three. <laughs> it and, may still be. I don't know, yeah. man. Uh, and so what I did was pulled in a ringer. Mm. I got Bill over here. Yeah. And we went through it, especially because he's like, oh, yeah, I, I've never played this one either, really. I was like, what? <laughs> ah, I Aww. picked it because I figured you had. Yeah. But, of course, he crammed a little. was way better than me at first. And we beat this in one sitting. Nice. Now, we did cheat. Uh, we save-stated. Oh, sure. Okay. Three times. Right on. And I'll point out where those were. But this, the theme is jumping oh, right. and spikes or pits. Yeah, yeah. Beyond that, if those parts did not exist in the game, we would have beaten it no continues. Me with, like, one health left. And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Bill and his actual brother was here. They kind of tag teamed and that they had i think a, a, a man oh, okay yeah so therefore you know on the normal setting i didn't think it was really that hard totally subtracting the aforementioned parts where we save stated sure sure this is it the general chat portion of the show and I would like to start by saying this game is really good, except for the parts where they ask you to jump. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was a little bit of the platforming challenges in Double Dragon 1, but it would mostly be like a fight going on near a conveyor right. or some hazard, not just like, all right, here, here's some conveyor belt jumps that you are woefully unprepared for. Woefully unprepared for. Because there are no other points in the game where you have to do any precision jumping at all. No, there's just like, you know... Like three challenge points, and that's it. Certain areas where they're just... You know, it's not even... Like, you'd think, all right, here's the boss. And they're like, no, just make these jumps. And you're like, ugh, I'd rather have the boss. Uh, I would rather have the boss a hundred times over. You know, I, I feel like maybe if they had a, a third button that you could jump with... Oh, yeah. Then it, it would make it a lot easier, like... I, In fact, I even thought about remapping a button. An A-B button? Yeah, that was both of them combined. For, for certain points of this, because we'll get to it, but it was maddening. Sheer maddening. Yeah. Now, on the opposite end of that spectrum, there are things about this game that is that are a sheer delight. And I would say the levels and design of them are just fantastic. Yeah, the, I mean, the levels, well, the backgrounds aren't, like, extraordinary. They do a good job of having, like, lots of different colors, like, throughout yeah. the, the spread of it. And well, when you do get little windows out, you know, you get some cool cityscapes and certain levels that, are, that look good. And for a game that is a post-apocalyptic, it isn't just darkness. There's a lot of bright colors and interesting things to look at throughout all of the levels. Yeah, it's got a very neon kind of appeal in certain ways. And then the animations, those are great as well. Certain characters move with really cool fluidity. The cartwheel guy, 
Yeah, yeah. Especially, and mainly your character, you know, you have a lot of variety of moves and they all have, are pretty well represented with uh, frames of animation. Well, and it's, you know, required, the fact that you have to be able to time based off of certain frames of animation, uh, your moves. Mm -hmm. And it's done, I think, really well in that aspect. Oh, and I would like to say that uh, for the most part, I think the music's pretty good in this game. Yeah. Uh, Some of it's all right, but most of it's better, you know, like. Oh, yeah. However, I'm not a fan of the theme song at the beginning because it's the Double Dragon theme is, you know, we talked about this in River City Ransom. I love it. It's, it, you know, it's spread out across many games. But here, eh, it, it just sounds so like stilted and like start stoppy. I don't know. It's well, like it's a, it's a different rendition of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's somebody, you know, they went a different way and failed. So I'm just calling them out on this. Uh, you know, you suck. You ruined a great, a great tune. Ouch. But I forgive you. Now. I think that for the most part, though, the music is really good. It keeps you, you know, mm-hmm. moving along. It's grooving. It never becomes annoying, except for like the haunted castle stage. Okay. Where it's just like mood music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that combined with the literally six minutes of attempting this jumping area. <laughs> right, right, yeah. It got a little bit on my nerves at that point. Yeah, yeah. It is true. But beyond that, I think the sound in this game is all around great. The, the effects really match what you're doing and i love like the pings and and noises that things get hit you know when they're hit they're good man very good indeed all right now is the part of the show where we take a game level by level and you know double dragon 2 does not have a ton of levels so we're gonna you know go through each one just a little bit and talk about what we like and what we did not like about them yes sir now, this is a game that is well represented in the online community with maps, but we both found one that was all of the maps strung together in one image that I really like because it's just yeah. beautifully, you know, it makes it, you know, shows the color scheme across the whole game. Yeah. It's one of those maps I would love to have as a poster. Oh, for sure. And uh, and it's also interesting, too, when you see you're like the first level and you're like, oh, that's it. Like, oh, yeah, it's only like they're not four wall. screens <laughs> yeah. wide. But it's full of, you know, so many enemies that, you know, you earn every inch. You do. And right away, you know, the game starts you out on the streets. Yeah, mission one, you're into the turf. <clears throat> into the turf. Which, uh, yeah, starts you off, you know, you're down kind of, I guess, on street level. There's, mm-hmm. you know, some blue, there's blue and yellow buildings in the background and a bunch of boxes. Pretty cool orange uh, sunset skyline. And then right away, you're just going to be fighting, like, almost every enemy in the game. Which, you know, that's the one downside to this and every brawler yeah. in the generation is there's only, like, I think, six enemies in the game. Yeah, there's uh, these dudes I call Mr. Cartwheel. Yeah. Because they do cartwheels. Uh, they I always thought like, of him as, like, a bad dude. Yeah, yeah. He's wearing one of the bad dude's outfits. Yeah, they have the black uh, undershirt, and, you know, he's got, like, red hair, maybe spiky, I don't know. White pants. Yeah, yeah, but... They come cartwheeling in and, you know, you beat them up. Uh, Generally, especially with one player, at least, you know, it follows the tried and true tradition of two enemies on the screen at once. They both just are moving around trying to surround you Mm -hmm. and you manipulate them. Now, the one thing I do like about this is that since you do have that, you know, hardwired opposite kick button, Mm -hmm. I feel like Mm -hmm. you have a quicker reaction time to the opposite side. Now, I also noticed that it's like if you kick someone and it hits them, you'll turn to face them. So you can do, if you keep kicking two guys, you'll keep kind of turning around. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't utilize it all that much, but it was a it was a neat touch, I think. Yeah, so you're not totally cheesed when it comes to being a, a single player. 
No, no. And especially not here on, you know, the first level, you know. And then with two players, of course, it is divide and conquer, surround, you know, the standard. Destroy. Yeah. You're also introduced to the ladies down in here in the first part of the game. I always call them Lindas because that was the bad guy or bad girl in Mm -hmm. uh, Double Dragon 1. They usually have whips. Yeah. The the chain whip. Mm Mm-hmm. So after you defeat some people on the ground, you're introduced to the mechanic of the very cute little hand, the pointy finger. Three fingers. Ding, ding, telling you where you need to go next, usually up a ladder across the thing. Yeah. You climb the building, and then you have your first little boss fight. Yeah, this guy, I called him Iron Mask. He's a weird uh, Mad Max-looking dude. He's real weird. Um, He's giant. All the boss guys in this game are like three times your size. They're beefy. And... He is just really weird because he's a slow guy. He, I think he grabs you and punches you in the face a bunch if he grabs you. Yeah, he can do some uh, good damage. Um, I know on the, the harder difficulty, it was tough to... I re- I'm, was able to compare the two difficulties. Uh-huh. You know, on the first one, it wasn't that hard to just keep punching him and get right. some uppercuts in. But once uh, once I was playing on Supreme Master, this is where spamming the knees starts right away. Like, mm. it's... Uh, the only way I could ever beat these big guys because they they're a lot faster. Yeah, and if they knock you down, that's your that's the key. That once you have been knocked down, you're usually close enough to get in with that knee or the uppercut. Yeah, it would just be like jump at them right in front of them and do mm-hmm. a knee. Hopefully, when you land. Yeah, and if you don't and you get hit, do it as soon as you stand up. Now, what makes this guy really weird is that <laughs> partway through the flight, he will put his arms up in the air like he's about to do a jumping jack. Yeah. And then fade away from existence, except for his mask, yeah, which like falls to the ground. Disintegrates. And then the mask floats back up, and he reintegrates for in the, some reason. In the exact same spot. Yeah. It, I always felt like he was going to reappear somewhere else. Or anything. I don't know. Be different? I don't It was. <laughs> it was just a weird, like, well, I mean, that was cool looking. It looks fine. Mm-hmm. but And then like, you beat him up a little bit more, and then he disintegrates again, and that's it. Yeah. For real. So. And you have beaten Mission 1. And now it's time to move on to Mission 2 at the Heliport. Yes. And, wow, when you look at this map, there is there is nothing going on here. <laughs> yeah, you pretty much, you start off on top of a building, which, you know, you might expect. It's following the theme from Mission 1, and mm-hmm. you basically head down. You'll immediately drop down, move over to another building, and fight your way up to the top. Mm-hmm. Now, I do want to point out that when you climb down the ladder, there's some graffiti you can see on the left. that says, go for broke. Yeah, yeah. But it's spelled B-R-O-A-K. Love it, man. I'm going to start spelling it that way. I, I don't know. Maybe it was like Broak. Broak. But hey, maybe, man. I, I did enjoy it. Now, there is some people you fight at the bottom of this, but they all come to you from these doors up top, so they have to climb down ladders to get to you. Yeah, so blast them off that ladder. Yeah, man, if you do I... your um, cyclone kick, oh, man. Yeah. It, it takes them way. You can knock half of them off the map. Yeah, and you will see some new guys, the dudes with the, like, gray shirt and the fingerless gloves. Mm-hmm. They start poking around here. They're a little quicker and tougher than the others. And then uh, as you make your way back up to the top of the area, there will be a giant helicopter coming in. Yeah, and at first it'll it'll come in gunning, you know, it'll shoot some bullets and just head drop back down to the floor below and let it fly to your left. And in it'll fact, start dropping guys. Yeah, and then stay down so that you can have them come <laughs> to you and you can kick them off again. Serve them up. This whole area, very easy. You get to the top, and, well, you're almost done. You know, I guess, you know, if you head to the right, then you're at what I guess is the real heliport, because there's a helicopter there Mm -hmm. that uh, you will have to fight some guys to 
you know, eventually set it off. But, you know, there's kind of a boss here where those two ninjas will come out. Yeah, now you, this is the the first boss I thought that was really starting to be a, a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, well, I mean, these guys are tough, man. Yeah. But um, I they, will say on, on whatever difficulty we played, not that tough because... I, uh, after like beating up one of them, I think once or twice, I need him off screen and then he never came back. Yeah. That's somehow these guys both ran. One of them will just run off. Like I was, I was moving to the left and he went off screen and then never came back. That's and then, exactly. And then Bill's like, is your guy dead? I was like, I, I don't know, but <laughs> I scared him off, man. Uh, we tag teamed the other one. No problem. They just jump around a lot. That's really the key factor. And they are kind of reactionary. They move yeah. opposite of what you're doing. If, you can, if you're only fighting one at a time, then you can kind of bait them by just standing still because they'll run right up to you and then like backflip mm-hmm. or do these weird things where it's like, if you're not moving, it's not that bad. Right. If you defeat them both, though, the helicopter starts to take off and you stand under it. And it gets way further away than you think it should before the cutscene starts. Well, especially because sometimes I'm like, I am on the ladder. I'm like, just get in now. But no, you got to let it get up to the top of the screen. And then the cutscene starts where you dramatically grasp it. Yeah. And then you are in mission three. And it begins inside the helicopter. In the chopper. And this is the point I actually remembered. Yeah, I remember this from uh, playing as a, as a kid. Yeah, because it is awesome. It is a really cool mechanic. And what it is is that you have entered the helicopter, and there is a bunch of dudes, I guess, in the cockpit, like a whole eight of them. I, yeah, something. <laughs> and they keep coming back a few at a time to fight you. But during the fight, the door to the side of the helicopter opens up and sucks everyone towards it. Yeah, so you can – this is a fun – I think this is fun because it's really about, like, luring them over – and when the door opens, if you can either hit them or get them to start doing an attack, they'll just get dragged out, you yeah. know, and just, and they're dead. Now, I think at the end of this area is your first appearance in this game of a Bobo. A Bobo. Yeah. He looks like he's got some hair now. Oh, yeah. And a wicked stash. Yeah. I so, like it. Yeah. He's a, a big, ferocious guy with a giant round head. Yeah. And he really acts much like all the other big guys you fought. So... He does have that you. throw move over your, over his shoulder, but again, here, you can lure them over by the, just keep doing that, drop them out the door. Yes, and if you drop them out the door or yeah. just beat them with an inch of their life. There is a way, there's a code where it's like, if you, it's not even a code, I think, if you just pause the game after the door like opens and shuts and then pause it for a while, I, I forgot about it. I remember it from when I was a kid and then I, I forgot to write stuff down. I didn't use it because I wanted to throw guys out the door, but it'll stop the door from opening anymore. Okay. So if you're having trouble there, there is a way out, but you probably, I don't know, stick with it, man. It's worth it. It is worth it. You beat it, and then that's it. You're on to Mission 4. Mission 4, yeah, in the undersea base. Yes. And while at first you are not undersea, you are outside of the base. A little sunset action out there? hmm And you have that beautiful sunset. It's awesome looking. There's water below you. Be careful. This is a very narrow platform to walk on. Oh, yeah. You can get carried away and fall in that water, and you're dead. Do it here. Then you have to go in through the outdoor at the end of this area. Zeppelin would be proud. (laughs) But, of course, it's just, you know, brawling through more and more of these same enemies. At some point, you've gotten into the Spike Suspender Men. Yeah, yeah, they kind of have a Mad Max thing going on Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. they, They throw the dynamite, but sometimes. You know, your tactics don't change too much with these. No, you you head down the elevator. Yes. And you'll see... uh, (laughs) Ooh, Familiar, this is where, is it right away where the ceiling? Yes, at the very bottom of the elevator, there is now a low-hanging ceiling. You're covered in spikes. In spikes, it's really painful. Yeah, and they will damage you or the opponents. Yes, it took me a moment to not 
do stupid things down here. This was uh, when I when I was playing on the normal difficulty. I was like, okay, this isn't so bad because I can punch guys, uppercut them, they go yeah. up into the spikes. Great. But when I was doing this on Supreme Master, I was like, I, I was trying to do that and could never even complete a, a combo on these big guys. I watched a playthrough in this area, and basically you have to take a hit so that you can stand up and uppercut them. I was, or I would just start spamming knees again, where mm-hmm. I was like, I still take damage when I hit the ceiling, but not as much as they take from the knee, and sometimes they get spike damage too, so. Yeah, and uh, there think, is even a boss in this little area, a mini boss. Yeah, this is your first, I call him Arnold, but it's mm-hmm. like a... Commando. Buzz cut, you know, big buff guy with McBain. army pants. Yeah, <laughs> It looks like a cross between McBain and the commando role of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, definitely, and... <laughs> Um, but once you I, take him, down, I think he's like the hardest of them though. Yeah, yeah. He will catch you really easy, grab you into a bunch of attacks. So it's hard to get over him. And in this hallway, it's really rough. Uh, the, the, the key factor for us was we got on either side. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm sure it's a more manageable two player, but, mm-hmm. and then right after him, we see an old familiar friend from the Contra where, Oh, I thought you were going to say Castlevania. Well, yeah, but man, these are directly stolen from Contra. Yeah, they look just like the ones in like what is it, level six, Mm -hmm. like where this it's like the orange triple spike that comes down. So, yep, it's your classic spikes descending from the ceiling and then going back up, and you have to time your path through them. Now, luckily, there's only four of them. Yeah, they're not not too hard. No, no, they're not. I was really, really worried that there was going to be like a a lot of them, or one of those ones where. As soon as one's coming down, you have to slide under the next one yeah. and up and down and up and down. Or even like involving some jumps. Yeah. No. And then towards the end of the level, there is more of that spiked ceiling, but now there's a little bit of missing ceiling. Yeah. So if you if you hang out in there, that's safe to do some jump attacks. So it helps. It's Cyclone Kick City. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then here another Abobo will come out and will battle you. But then you have one tiny room of uh, conveyor belts. Yeah. Which is um, a really crappy jump. Yep. Uh, I died right away because I forgot. Because you'll start immediately on you right. know, mm-hmm. a fast conveyor belt. you got to get off it, and then there's some neutral normal ground below it that you can use to jump across. Oh, you can jump across on the normal part? Yeah, that's what I did. We were both timing our, ourselves on the speedy oh, one wow. to launch okay. ourselves over. No, impressive. Okay. I mean, I could see that yeah. uh, as well, but I remembered it from being a kid where I was like, just do the easy stuff. No, and it was white knuckled. I was like, really? All right. <laughs> Either way, you just uh, jump across this one pit, go out the door, and you have completed the mission four. No boss. I guess the boss was that jump. Yeah, yeah. Well, bitter taste of things to come. (laughs) But you'll move right along to mission five, which takes place in the forest of death. Yes, and you know it's dangerous because there's a big sign that says danger right when the level starts. That's very kind of them to point that out. Uh, And this, you know, I'm not sure if it's like the second or third level in the first Double Dragon. looks just like this where Mm -hmm. you're in the woods. These are all the yellow and uh, uh, like signs and stuff in the trees. Mountains in the background. You know, I like that they really, you know, when there's a break in the trees, there's another graphic behind that. There is the mountains and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's a really cool little touch. It's a, I like this level. Now, again, fighting guys, uh, there's some of the dynamite dudes, cartwheel man. Yeah, you'll, well. The usual gang. You'll head down and uh, you'll see uh, waterfall and stuff. And now mm. there's another little. Split path. Yeah, pat- platform section time. Which which series of jumps do you want to do? The two long jumps or the series of four short jumps? I, I did the four. I also chose the four and made it across the first try. This one, not too hard because it's all in a row. It's linear, and you can fairly easily judge your distance across these yeah, things. you got a solid, like, 
what is it like two or three three uh, tiles mm-hmm. of jump you know so you can measure it ahead of time and yeah you because can make they're it. just flat not bad and and then maybe you thought to yourself all right the jumping parts of this game won't be too bad what are they complaining about yeah what a bunch of babies well towards the end of this level you'll climb some ropes fight some more dudes some another giant boss at the top that comes out of a uh a little house. A little, little yeah. hut there. Yeah, house. there's no bobo up there. Um, and once you beat him, though, he sends you to the right, and now you have a, a real interesting little mini boss. Yeah. Um, well, first you'll be greeted with those two. There's a new enemy here, those guys with the two swords and the green. Oh, yeah. They do a lot the of flip. jumps. The flippy yeah, guys. They yeah. do a cool somersault flip in the air. These guys are a pain if you're just spamming knees like me. I think the cyclone cyclone kick, kick is... takes them out because when they go overhead, that cyclone kick knocks them out of it and shuts them down. Yeah, when I I watched the playthrough after you know I was doing notes and I was like, oh, I wish I would have used that because I you know to be honest with you, I tried the cyclone kick and I found that at least like the big guys and stuff on maybe it's just the hard difficulty, mm-hmm. but they will just kneel when I'm doing right. it, and I was like, I never. You got to like, I don't know, you got to lure them into it or something. Yeah, it definitely helps when you're playing with two people because you can time it to when they're, you know, oh, right. knocked around or getting up or other things. And especially since these ones are also kind of reactionary, you can be doing it as they're trying to jump or chase into the other character. I would try to just nail people when they're going down ladders with it. Or mm-hmm. if I know a door's about to open, just start it right above there and hopefully get them. But well, if you defeat these two swordsmen, which is no easy feat. You will be greeted with a giant a steam tank. Steam tank. Something. What's, got, what's the scoop thing? Oh yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a it's a train tank thing. You know, yeah, who knows? Prow on it the is front. a giant mechanical beast of a machine, and it does it move back and forth? Yeah, it'll it'll move in and out, and uh, I think you just have to jump to the top. Correct. One character has to jump. Oh really? If two players, have, if two players are playing, because we were both like trying gotcha. and when you jump up and land on the treads of its tank like wheel areas they are conveyor belts right and in between them is a steam release valve that will knock you back and hurt you a little bit yeah and knock you off it's uh it's, it's a weird timing um but i just kept trying it wasn't that hard to just do it or well i got knocked up onto it so that oh, was nice. a bonus i got <laughs> to the top and then it stops and then no one else has to do it yeah and then guys just come out of the top then you'll get yeah an arnold will come out as well mm-hmm. eventually um and here was an area where i really like i knocked him off once because he comes out the door at the top where you are oh, right? yeah. and then it's like he jumps up the same plat path to get up there and i just stood there and even though it took me forever i would just every time he would jump up punch him once he falls down and then he just did it again oh wow i, I was like wait and she just kept doing it like exactly and i was like i'll see how long i can do this and it took me a long time but he, he'll die okay we just double teamed him from both sides Gotcha. If you know someone's coming out of a door, be on opposite sides of that door. Just get it started right. <laughs> yeah. They don't stand much of a chance. He definitely doesn't. You beat him, and then you move on to my favorite mission of the game, Mission 6. Ooh, the Mansion of Terror. I think that's a poor name. <laughs> because not really terror. I would say dread. Yeah. Maybe um, horror. I mean, you need a word stronger than terror. Okay, okay. Because this quote-unquote level does not really have a... A lot of guys in it. No, really, it's uh, this is a, a jumping level. Um. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, uh, right off the bat, you were greeted with your first not cool jump. In fact, you don't even really know what to do when you see this jump because there's a series of three platforms that disappear and reappear in a order. Yeah. But it's very unclear as to 
What order you're supposed to do this in? Well, not only that, but you got some flames that are dropping these fireballs, so you got to watch out for those. This will knock you off. And then, of course, underneath these platforms is a series of one-hit kill spikes. Yeah, so um, it, it can be a little strange. Uh, this one's not horrible because it's not as long as mm. a later one. But. No, and what you can actually do is if your foot is off of the ledge just a little bit, mm-hmm. you have enough room to jump to the furthest one. When it, oh, know. okay. So, you know, as one's disappearing, the other one starts to appear. You can jump onto that furthest one and then jump off of it, making this a one jump area or mm, two. Nice. Yeah. Um, you make your way past that. And then in the middle is an area between there's two doors. Yeah. Creepy set of eyes up. Creepy the, eyes. I love it, man. The really, the backgrounds in this whole level are pretty cool because it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's a purple background, but it has these cool golden shrines and like altars. Yeah. It looks pretty neat and mysterious. And then a bunch of dudes come out. Yep, you'll fight some guys that come out of that door. Uh, you can usually, they're, you, you fought them before, you know what to do here. Come mm-hmm. on. But you move, you beat them down, and then you move to the left to the end of the level. But it's a, a really tough, uh, it's another disappearing platform section. And we spent, I would say, at least six to eight minutes here. I um, It didn't take me that long, but the thing that really killed me was I kept screwing up the final jump because I would, wouldn't be quite close yeah. enough to the final platform. There are many ways, and this is just a standard, you know, Mega Man, like one, one thing disappears, another reappears. But their timing is different on as they go up the area. You have a shorter amount of time to and react to its disappearing. I, and your jump is a little sluggish, so it, it's kind of frustrating here. Mm-hmm. And like, since... They are also on different planes. They are not all level. You know, what you can measure from your three-jump spot is now out the window. You have no clue. It is tricky. And when you're playing two-player, both players need to be up there to continue. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. sucks. Yeah, Yeah, that's why it took quite a while. I bet. But if you can, get to the top. And you can. It just takes beating your head against this wall. Little patience. You can do it. That's it. There is no boss. The boss was this jump. And it's... The toughest boss yet. It is, it is. And you go through it, and you are done with Mission 6 and on to Mission 7. Yeah, Mission 7 is the trap room. And right away, you know, after this last uh, mission, I was like, the trap room? Ah, crap! Like, this is going to suck. And they don't disappoint, because right away, you start it in one room with three Mm -hmm. conveyor platforms. Yeah, and And this is another point where, save state. Oh, yeah, they're all over spikes, by the way. You just mm-hmm. have to get down to this door. Um, it took me a few minutes. Um, well, it's not that hard once you figure out the order yeah. of operations. You, you can, because uh, there's like a, an upper level one and then two lower ones, and you can make it to the third, you know, skip the second one. I just jump off that. I didn't. Jump as soon as I land. I saw that on uh, when I watched the playthrough, but I actually utilized every platform. I, I, I mean, I tried it, but I could never do it that way. It's just, it, it's all about... When you start, there's a specific place you have to jump off to land and have enough time to stand up and then run backwards. Oh. And then you basically have to, whenever you land on a platform, run the opposite direction to yeah. reposition yourself to jump off of it again. Yes, damn conveyors. Yes. You get through this room, which, again, both players in a two-player mode <laughs> have right. to make it through. Ugh. Get to the door, and then, well, you're not done, and it's not horrible but you're onto a still slightly annoying area it is a room with two doors you came out of one must enter the other but it's locked until you defeat the enemies yeah but the floor is slowly disappearing or retracting from the left to the right over spikes yeah so this area is like will it the floor won't completely disappear will it i don't know i didn't make it that far 
well, I'm because I got to a point where I was like, all right, I haven't killed these guys. I, I think I'm going to, you know, and it stopped like halfway through the door. So oh, OK. To speak. And I, I, I don't know if that's when it finally just opened or if maybe it'll just quits. There. I did see that on the playthrough I watched. and I thought he was really lucky. I, so um, maybe that is where it ends. But this is a lot of, you know, once that floor starts moving, you know, you want to knee guys, throw them as mm-hmm. best you can, throw them onto the spikes and get done. With two players, again, that makes it a lot easier. Um, so when you're on that disappearing floor, this is a you'll also have to fight one of those iron mask guys again. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, was awesome because as soon as he appeared, I kick, I need him off, and he just landed in the spikes and then disintegrated, reintegrated, and disintegrated. Oh, right. on the spikes. I like, yeah, I was like, you, you suck. That is awesome. You get through that door after defeating him, and then you are in oh Castlevania three again. Yeah, back in the clock tower. This is the worst screen in the game. I found this screen to be less annoying than the other one because even though it was very frustrating where you have to make it across the screen, climb a ladder, and then cross back over. And meanwhile, some of the platforms you're crossing are moving gears that yeah. stop for a tiny fraction of They'll a second. stop and move. And you can't, again, you can't jump fast enough to really be able to just use them like you think you can right. from other games. But for the most part, it's not an instant death if you screw up. Right. Well, that's true. and you... Which is why I thought it was a little better than that past room because you're not, you know, you're over spikes, but most of the time they'll throw you onto a platform. Yeah. And so therefore you just have to repeat the same actions over and over and over again. When the spikes are shooting up, there's those, a couple spots where they oh, yeah. like lob them up in that weird way where they arc. It's it got a weird, go and they're very and slow, very slow. But yeah. And then again, of course, two players, each player has to make it through those gears. Man, yes, this well. was the I think final final safe state for us. I uh, I didn't really have to see at least this level short like the first one since uh-huh. I was using the continue codes. It was like if you died, you could just start. And well, do I, we didn't need to use it really. I mean, I think we did for convenience at one point just because they were sick of watching me climb through right, the whole thing right. over and over and over again. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I didn't die here ever. I just would not make my final jump, yeah. land at the bottom, and have to start the whole process over again. Ugh. Now, if you can make it through there, there's another room with the missing floor. It starts to vanish. Yeah. But it has a lot of the dynamite guys in it. Yeah. And you can really use that against them so easily. Oh, yeah, man. That dynamite will blow them right off. And you're like, hey, suckers. But you're not done. No, through no. this room, you have one more big room. And in it is a, a couple ladders and just a whole bunch of guys coming out. Yeah, you'll get cartwheel guys, uh, those spike shoulders, some sword guys, the glove guys, and eventually an Arnold. Yeah, who is the guy's kind of the boss of this area. Yeah, um, it's all familiar stuff. I kept trying to lure him up to the top, but he won't. If you move up to the top floor, he'll just stop moving. Okay. And maybe you could take advantage of that. We never we never went there. I, I, I was trying to do it, and I was like, well, all right, back to the knees. Back to the knees. You need those guys enough, though. And boom, you're done with level seven and on to level eight or mission eight. That's right. Double illusion. Double illusion. This level. Not double vision by Foreigner. No. Uh, this level looks awesome. Yeah. I yeah. love it. It's a cool, like, palace kind of. I don't know. Is yeah. that like armor in the background? What are, I couldn't. I don't know, but the floor is so highly polished that it reflects what's on the you know, walls yeah. and ceilings. It's pretty cool. It is a great effect, and I, I really like it. And then, of course, you're basically going to be fighting through a massive who's who. You're fighting every enemy again, every mini boss again. Yep. You'll Just go making down, your way to the right. Go down a big ladder, head to the right. The you know It'll stop scrolling at a big kind of door, which 
Here's where it really sucks because you have to fight like five of those ninjas. Mm-hmm. At least on Super... They kept coming and I was like, oh my gosh. Like, And the only way I could ever, which I stole from a guy online, was like, if you can get it down to, to one at a time, you just face away into the corner and they'll just run up and kind of stop behind you and you can like kick them, okay. punch them, slowly damaging, whittling them down. And then, oh, here comes another one. Like, oh God. But if you finally do, then you will fight... The real bosses of the game? Mm, the evil shadow clones, I guess. Yes. And when you play it one player, you just fight one of them. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Were okay. there two for you guys? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I bet that was really hard. Uh, not not, not uh, really. Well, because, okay, they, they kind of uh, hint towards this in the manual, and they're like, you're going to have to fight, you know, they know all your moves, your deadliest moves. And it's like, no, they have better moves. Yeah, they, they shoot do. shoot fireballs? They, they do Hadouken. I was like, whoa, it even does it. Like, that's awesome. And they do the weird, like, teleport where it, like, forms around you and hurts where you. they possess you. Yeah. I, actually, I was wondering, did that happen in, in player one? Because sure in did, two man. players, once that starts, you can, not, you can punch your, the guy and, like, knock him out of it. Oh, that's awesome. I think before it really becomes a problem. Ah, see, in one player, I think it's just an automatic hit. Or right. I was like, man, that's kind of cheap. Now, the thing is, is that they are reactive to you. Mm-hmm. So, of course, two-player, it is easier because you can fight the other person's uh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's not as, like, you know, mimicking the yeah, opposites. Man. I mean, I would, this is a lot of, like, moving up and down, mm-hmm. edging in, punching him once or twice. Keeping that, you know, that like snaky movement where I'm just like, I do a little damage and get away before I get clobbered. Try to sneak a knee in. We were getting hurt a lot. So it's not like this was just easy. We got down to, I was at my last health when we had one left and managed to to knock him out. Nice. And boom. If you're playing on the normal mode, you've just ended the game. Yeah. So what what is your ending like then? You get like, uh, you know, they're like, you've defeated them. And... Something. Like, that was it. La-di-da. Okay. It's like a one-screen thing and no credits, if I recall. All right. Well, if you were playing on Supreme Master, then you can move on to Mission 9, the final confrontation. Question mark? And this is not really a full level. It's just a, yet another room and a boss fight. Yeah, it's pretty cool because it starts off where it's like there's this... Uh, like, like a dungeon. There's like eyes and like a demon... Uh, in the background statue, you know, it looks kind of spacey and it's like, he says some stuff where he's like, the illusion is real or blah, blah, blah. And this guy comes out, uh, he looks like he's wearing some kind of body armor. He does a lot of like cartwheels and flips. Yeah. He's super acrobatic. And I was like, why, why you put a ton of effort into this guy's animations? Y- yeah, because he's got like these weird like headstand kick things. He's yeah, and doing... they're all super fluid. And uh, once again, I stole this from uh, <laughs> from the playthrough I watched afterwards where I was like, oh, that's how you beat him. Where if you just keep jump kicking him, it's yeah. really slow, but it'll like hit him every time. It well, doesn't do a ton of damage. Because but... at some point he... Well, okay, at okay. some point you damage him enough and then it's like the screen flashes and then it turns into like a more ornate golden, like it's like this was an illusion because he's like an illusion master. Mm-hmm. Now you're in the throne room. And then the the background music changes into like this cool, like one of my favorite tracks from the game actually. And you're like, all right, like now it's is almost it dead. at this point where he starts becoming invisible or was he yeah. doing this the whole time? Ah, I think he's definitely doing it now. Yeah. It, it, which, he's invisible and will attack you. Sucks. Uh, like, what, you just jump around and kick? That's all I did. Sometimes you get hit. Sometimes. Eh. Cool. I don't know what, you know, like I feel like the AI would be running at you most of the time anyway. So you try to bank on that. Uh-huh. I mean, 
if I couldn't do my super knee fast enough to just do that back and forth, I would have, but jump kick was safe and it seemed to work. And eventually you do enough damage to where you kick him for the final kick and it like, the screen flashes all white for a second. It's like, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. And then there's a cool little cutscene where a beam yeah. comes down on him and, and is like, like destroying oh. him. He gives you a weird speech, uh, which is really funny, where he's like, I'll tell you the prophecy that when the dragons, blah, 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 when the, the shadow will return. In the air. Yeah, he's like, the shadow will always return, but an angel will come. And you're like, what? And then you like, see... I wonder when we'll ever learn how this prophecy turns out. Yeah. Oh, wait, in the next three seconds. Yeah, because then, uh, you know, basically Marion comes back to life. But they, they, you know, I feel like they were going for a metaphorical, like the angel will return. But in the ending, it says an angel comes down with Marion and yeah. returns her to you. And you're just like, okay. And then you guys hug. Da-da-da-da. Really weird. You get a full credits. Yeah, it goes through uh, full credits. Um, you know, you got real names mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool little the end you know you got some and you know the cutscene artwork is pretty decent in this game you have a lot of it you know like Mm -hmm. in between each level or you know here at the end but it's like we're just trying to go for that ninja gaiden thing because nothing of consequence ever really happens you know correct but you know if you do beat it on this hard mode you are treated to a very fitting ending Well, this is the review portion of the show, and of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System with four categories, each category having a possible score between 0 and 5, starting with graphics and sound. Um, I give this a 3.5. I also give it a 3.5. I think uh, the strengths are uh, the animation for your character, especially. Uh, Pretty good sprites all around. Yeah, not, not a huge variety. The backgrounds are all right, but... The levels aren't huge, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the music is mostly pretty good. Like, yeah. In this game, there's nothing really bad about it, but nothing that really stands out, except for, to me, like, the levels and the level design. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoy them. And the sound effects, of course, are just classic. Uh, there's nothing more satisfying than throwing one of those metal pipes into a mm, dude's face yeah, yeah. and hearing that wonderful clink. Amen. Nick, what did you rate the game as far as play control is concerned? Well, I give it a 2.5. I was like... I was on the fence, too. Because, like, you get a lot of functionality into the two buttons. Yeah. But it comes at a cost. Well, that's why I gave it a Mm 3.0. Because I was in that same boat where I felt like I was able to do a lot of things real well. But it was this very steep learning curve. But that jump, man, that jump is just awful. Well, and like... When, When used for platforming. Yeah, and like... The knees, you know, that were like my main attack and like the standing, you know, the knee and the uppercut you do from the crouching position. Like, yeah. they're, they're pretty cool. But I mean, I couldn't do them 100% of the time. And to be honest, I was just spamming A and B like when I'm like. Yeah, when you see that you're about to be in that position. I'm about to land or stand up. So I was like, oh, like I wish it would have been easier to do or you didn't have to. You know, if there was another input besides like being crouched or something, you know, that's. Definitely. Yeah. Next up is Challenge Factor, and I gave this a whopping 4.0. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, without that continue code, like, I don't know, it would. I would probably give it like a 5 or something, because you know how long it would take you, like, just to get to, say, that gear room, and then be like, alright, or, you know, these yeah. certain and instant death things that you're like, well, I've got three tries, and then I have to start the whole game over. Exactly. For me, it. that's the only thing that gives it that rating, otherwise it would be like a 2.5. I would give it, yeah, 3, probably 2.5 or 3. Like, it if you could be- just continue whenever, or those three rooms were not in the game. 
Yeah. I feel like this game would be a, a million times easier. I mean, playing it on Supreme Master, I would still, I would give it a 3.5 probably. Probably, yeah. But those those pit deaths and uh, those three rooms, just too cruel. Mm-hmm. Finally, we have theme and fun. And what you got for this, bro? I gave it a 3.5. Me too. I, I would have gone higher, except for the 10 minutes I spent, or probably 12 minutes in those two, those, those rooms, man. They got it's, me. And, you know, it's like... Not just the the puzzling rooms, but there are certain points where the game goes into flat 2D. As yeah, and those are not nearly like, as fun. Man, that's not this game. Like, it, it, you don't have the equipment or, you know, the tools to, to effectively play as well. And that really nerfs your um, spin kick, which is my favorite. Yeah, yeah. I like, it really, like, when I think about I'm like, River City Ransom? Wasn't that out already? Like... Yeah. It's a bit of a regression here, you know? Uh, for me, I did play it two-player, so that is always mm. a blast. It's a really good two-player game. And the fact that you don't hurt each other at all is really nice. Yeah, and one thing I, I always like in almost any game that's good is, like, you start off with all your weapons or, or moves. You mm -hmm. don't have to, like, you know, upgrade. So it gives you a lot of chances once you master it to just kick guys' butts early right on. Right from like the beginning. Just normal... And then on, on top of that, the theming of this game, you really feel like you are going through uh, an adventure. You start in one area and it's a logical progression from one area to another most time. Yeah. And all these levels look great. They do. So then, Nick, should you play this game? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's. Uh, I know. think you should, but you should definitely play it two players. Yeah, and use that continue code, you know, don't. Use that continued code, or don't be afraid to use those game genie cheats. No falling death. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, the falling deaths in this game—they're not a reflection of your skill in any other part no, of this game's no. moves or fighting ability. They, they don't need to be there. They're not adding anything. No, it, so it, it's padding at best, which you could have achieved with ten more enemies. Grab so. that code. Grab a buddy. We definitely recommend at least playing through it that way. Next week's game will be Mega Man, Dr. Wily's Revenge for the Game Boy. So, grab a copy of the game, throw some batteries in your old Game Boy, and play along, friends. And remember, folks, if uh, there's anything that you want to tell us, you can do so at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and we'll read it and get back to you as soon as we can. You can also contact us on the Facebooks at Cartridge Command. Share your stories. Uh, let us know what you thought of this episode or what you thought of this game. Maybe your memories with it growing up. You can also follow us on the Twitterverse at Cart Command. We'll let you know when a new show drops. And you can say hi there, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're just kind of social media dumb. Yeah. So if we don't get back to you right away, it's not because we don't like you. It's because we probably haven't figured out how to do it. It's not you. It's me. And then, of course, we always... Must say our greatest thanks to those wonderful, fine folks at patreon.com slash cartridge command for it is there for it is the money they give us every month that makes this show possible. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks a million. A million. And as always, cartridge commandos. Game on. Fascinating.